Hi, my name is Cody Balfour, and I'm the Family Life Director at Koinonia. And uh, I'm going to be helping us continue on our journey through First Peter. And what I want to talk to you this morning about, just kind of the overarching theme, is, is being faithful in the midst of suffering. Peter is writing to Christians in Rome who are being persecuted for being Christians. And they're being persecuted by Emperor Nero. The second century historian Tacitus writes that Emperor Nero would light Christians on fire and use them as lights in his garden at night. And so that's how intense this Christian suffering was during the time this letter is being written. And so Peter's main message to the Christians in Rome is that they would remain faithful in their obedience to King Jesus, even as they suffer. One of the first things that we see in this passage um, that stands out is, is in verse 14. Um, we'll be in verses uh, chapter 3, verse 8, through chapter 4, verse 19. And, and, and verse 14 really kind of picks up on the theme that I think is very suitable for us today. Verse 14, he says, But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled. Now, Peter is quoting Isaiah 8, where God is challenging Isaiah to trust him and not fear what the people fear. To, to, to not give in to the cultural anxiety of the day. And that's a really good question for us to ask is, is what are the cultural anxieties of our time? And in what ways are we susceptible to those? And so... He quotes Isaiah 8. I want to take us to Isaiah 8 for just a moment. Here's what God says to Isaiah. He says, For this is what the Lord said to me with great power, to keep me from going the way of this people. In verse 12, he says, Do not call everything a conspiracy that these people say is a conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be terrified. And family, this is so important because we are a deeply fearful society. We, we often give into whatever conspiracy theory or fear mongering that is tailored towards our particular cultural sensibilities. We've let the world scare us. We've let the news station scare us. We let the world scare us into making decisions that harm ourselves and our neighbors. And so overcoming fear, as Peter talks about, is essential to being faithful because underneath all of our sin is some kind of fear. Whether it's fear of missing out whether it's the fear of abandonment, whether it's the fear of loneliness or loss, whether it's the fear of scarcity, not having enough. We are deeply fearful people. And what this does is this often drives us into sin. Sin is the expression of our deepest fears. And so we're especially susceptible to fear and to sin when we suffer. When we suffer, we begin to realize things are out of our control and that a response to that, that, that feeling of helplessness is, is that we begin to find ways to control things, to keep things in our hands, right? This is where sin comes in because sin is an expression of desired control, right? We want to do things our way. We want things to be the way we want them to be, whether it's the way we spend our money, whether it's the way we express ourselves sexually, whether it's the way in which we try to obtain or keep power and control. This is all a response of our deepest fears, and God sees that in Scripture. And we see this theme come up over and over and over again in Scripture. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. This is actually one of the most common commands in Scripture is do not fear. And so, family, if you want to overcome your sin, find out what you're afraid of and let the goodness of God conquer that. 
So now we come to this kind of part in, in the text that Peter gives us. And Peter uses an ancient literary device called a chiasmus. Okay, this is an inverted parallel structure. And if you look over here to, to my left, you'll see this. So what Peter will do is he will kind of build up his thought and then go in the opposite direction again. So that if you're looking at the text, it, it's almost as if it crescendos right in the middle. Okay, so in verse 16, he says, those who slander you will be ashamed, right? So these people are being lied on. These Christians are being lied on. So then all the way down again in, in verse 4 through, uh, I'm sorry, in chapter 4, 3 through 5, he says, those who slander you will be ashamed. Then you go back up to B, 317. It says, suffer though innocent in God's will. So if you're suffering and you're innocent, do this in God's will. He says the exact same thing in chapter 4, verses 1 through 2. In verse 18, he says, Jesus suffered for the unjust. He was innocent and he suffered for those who are unjust. It says the same thing in chapter 4, verse 1. And, and, you, and you see this buildup, right? And what it does in the middle, this is the most important part. What it does in the middle is Peter says, Noah was saved through water. And then right again, he says, and you will be saved through water. He talks about baptism and how that is a picture of when God saved Noah, not, not uh, from the water, but through the water. He was able to go through the water. Okay. And so this inverted parallel structure is meant to bring attention to what's in the middle of the passage. And what's in the middle of this passage is that Noah was saved through water. And so if you remember the story, God comes to Noah to build an ark because he wants to judge the world for its violence, for its wickedness through the flood. But Noah's family and select animals will be saved. Right? They'll be saved through water. And so as God was intent on sending judgment to everyone around Noah, he would still preserve Noah. And so what Peter's communicating is the same point to Christians he's writing to, that though everyone around us is, might be enjoying the, the fleeting pleasures of sin, they are under judgment. So do not join them. God will preserve you just like he did Noah. And so the scriptures tell us to be faithful in obedience, even in the midst of suffering. When you get to the fourth chapter, this is what Peter says. He says, therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose, because he has he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So if you're thinking like me, you're thinking, why is Peter talking about obedience when he knows that these people are suffering deeply? Is that really the conversation you want to have when someone is going through it? Right. Because we know this suffering is not not because of their disobedience. But here's what God sees that we often miss. God knows that we are often tempted to use our suffering as an excuse for our sin. To justify our sin. I mean, have you ever felt the temptation to just give in to sin because it might provide some type of relief? I often think about this when when someone who has maybe quit smoking. Right. And they, they, they say smoking is bad for me. I want to quit. I don't ever want to do it again. And then they have a really bad day or they have a really bad week. And they think that maybe this one cigarette will provide some kind of relief. Right. So they say, well, well, one won't hurt. But this is what we sometimes do with our sin. And though God does understand human weakness, he knows that if we keep it up, we will destroy ourselves. That though you're suffering, if you keep sinning in the midst of it, it will bring you more destruction. It will bring you more harm and you more pain. 
than you're already currently experiencing. And so being faithful in the midst of suffering is for our good. Suffering never justifies our sin because our sin will destroy us if we're not faithful. This is what Peter's saying. He's saying that we are often tempted to use our suffering as an excuse for sin because it might provide some type of relief. But if we keep doing it long enough, it'll kill us. It'll destroy us. It'll bring us more harm, more pain, more destruction. And God would spare you of that. And so my encouragement for you this morning is that, 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 that we must be faithful even in the midst of suffering to avoid more destruction that God does not want to come our way.